When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. So that took really seriously because we wanted to be able to connect with businesses that are really paying it forward and doing something that really does represent the community or, or uplift the community in some way. And that really is the basis of Bet on Black. My name is Detavio Samuels, and welcome to The Black Print, where I sit with the innovators, disruptors, and change makers. My guests open up about every step of their journey and share lessons learned along the way to provide creators, entrepreneurs, and executives with a tangible blueprint for navigating to the top of their industry. This is The Black Print. What's good, what's good? What's up, New Orleans? How y'all feeling? Hey, look, I'm gonna need y'all to give me all of your energy, like all that real energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the first time we're ever doing the Black Print Live, and so your energy matters to me. So I'm gonna give to you, y'all give to me. Can we make that deal together? All right, thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be joined with Monique Cheneau. She is the head of our studio in Atlanta. She also runs Revolt Black News, um, which is a big uh, uh, platform for us um, because news is so important. And so anyways, Mo, before I talk about you, tell the people who you are and where you came from. I represent Los Angeles, California, a certain (laughs) section, the south side of West Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, officially, I am, you know, the president of Revolt Studios Atlanta and the head of uh, Revolt Black News and Docs. But um, I'm a journalist at heart, a storyteller at heart. Um, and I say, you know, my journey at Revolt is, is, is uh, God directed. You know, I came here to do um, very specific work, very intentional work to inform our own public citizenry, something that I take incredibly serious uh, to the dismay of my staff sometimes. Uh, But um, yeah, I would say at the heart of everything, yeah, I'll always just be a journalist. Now, just real quick, because I I want you to brag a little bit. A big piece for me on the black print is black people bragging on themselves, (laughs) right? Uh, So where, like, where did you come from? Where have you worked? What have you touched? I need the world to know that we have a strong black woman running news, running studios, running docs. They're like, where did you come from? Let them know. Um, I started in news, in, in local news. Um, uh, I graduated from UCLA. Like I said, I'm from Los Angeles. I graduated from UCLA. That was intentional because um, I always think that the first place where you want to make a difference is from whence you came. Like if we all take the model of going back to where you came from and brightening up that corner, that that little corner of the earth first, right, before you spread out. Um, That's where you see where you want to engineer the change from. Um, So I started local news, um, KCBS, (laughs) uh, in Los Angeles. And it was, I mean, I'm going to just reveal my age. So it was in the 90s. (laughs) And um, during that time, you know, it was when... 
you know, if it bled, it led, right? That was the... What does that mean? If it was like crying, 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 right? And so that was like sort of like the, the not the beginning, but the, the, the heat of like uh, drive-by shootings, terrible, terrible gang um, um, infiltra- infiltration throughout the city. Um, and these are, uh, were black gangs that were rivaling with each other long before it became more of a black Hispanic problem. Um, and then there was, it was the crack era, right? And so all of the news about black people in the city um, was negative, you know, incredibly ne- uh, negative. And it wasn't the black Los Angeles that I grew up in because, you know, I just knew a lot of people that were hardworking, doing their best to, you know, take care of the families, <laughs> you know, God-fearing people. But that wasn't sort of the represent- representation that you saw on the screen. And I realized that that wasn't just something that was um, characteristic of just this city. It was something that was pervasive, you know, across the country and throughout the African diaspora. And you start to realize that, you know, these this these images really do matter, you know? Not only is it, you know, inaccurate, um, you're teaching a whole generation to fear themselves, to look down upon themselves, to always think that somebody else's water is colder. And so I think that's where I sort of began to begin, you know, to want to begin this mission of correcting that path in a really honest way. Not in a way where we are sort of sugarcoating or covering up, you know, what our issues are, but in a way that is important because we're looking at where did the images come from? You know, it's like, if you have these issues, why do we have the issues? If kids are in gangs, why are they in gangs? You know, and so it's not just painting people as savages but it's trying to figure out the real human story of where it came from. Um, and so it's much different at um, Revolt News. Yeah. So, and I'll say some of the things she, now she's worked at all of what you would consider top <laughs> companies. She is an award-winning journalist. Um, when I first came to Revolt, our chairman, Sean Combs, um, had this vision and this dream where black people would be in control of the news that we said about ourselves. And um, for me, it was very important, if possible, to have a black woman in that seat um, for two, for multiple reasons. One, I believe that black women, like if you think about the American caste system, I believe that black women live at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, and what's, while that is extraordinarily sucky, what is beautiful about that is when you're at the bottom, you can see everybody's pain up the chain. And so for me, black women have always been like our moral compass. They can see everything. Um, so I wanted a black woman who had that lens. And then you meet someone like a Monique who has been in the news for so long. And so she knows the, the conventional wisdom in terms of the stories that they want to tell about us. And she wanted to be very intentional about changing that. And so that's why Monique is here for me. I was like, find me a dope black woman, award-winning X, Y, and Z, who can tell these stories in the ways that we need to tell them, who can see everybody's pain. Like, that's why it was important for me to find this wonderful queen, Monique. And you've already touched on it, but if you can for two seconds, why did you come to Revolt? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. So, uh, so when this gentleman recruited me to come to Revolt, like I didn't see Revolt on my dance card, right? I was like, oh, Revolt, okay. 
Um, and I just wrapped a, na a nationally syndicated um, uh, news series. And, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be honest, though, I'm not going to say the name of it because I'm going to talk about, like, what disappointed me about it. <laughs> so it was supposed to be um, some, and my partner in the show was great, but then, you know, it went to a much, much larger entity, like a main, mainstream in, entity, and it was like 97% of the country. And um, the way that when we created the show was supposed to be about telling exactly what I said before, you know, telling these authentic stories, um, some entertainment, you know, some pop culture, but also, you know, anything that sort of informs the, the cultural zeitgeist. Um, and then after, I don't know if it was two weeks, <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, we just kind of went the black entertainment tonight. And I go, because oh, I produced entertainment tonight and in, in Access Hollywood for many yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> for many, many years. And um, which was like my first entree into entertainment news because I never really wanted to be into entertainment. I was more, you know, into hard news, but it was a good way to just stay in L.A. for a while when I became a mom. Uh, and so even when I approached entertainment news, it, it was from an entertainment journalist perspective, you know, looking at, again, the images that we're putting out, the, in, in, you know, the art that actually elevates us, you know, until, until stories informs us in a way, because uh, people will go see a movie a lot of times before they'll read a book, you know. Um, so I took that part like that. To me, that it, it can be really impactful. But that series... Um, it was disappointing. It was like took me backwards in a way, um, uh, and, I, and like I'm, and I always say like I'm the first black woman ever to pr executive produce, you know, a national syndicated news series. Certainly not the first to be qualified to do it. Um, I just happened to get the opportunity, and so to go from you know doing those kind of stories and then thinking that I'm going to have this chance to do. Um, um, to tell really authentic black stories, it was really disappointing. Mm -hmm. So after I wrapped that series, um, I was maybe ten weeks later, eight ten weeks, when he called, and I'm like, ah, okay, so this is divine, right? This is divine. Like I always believe that God is ordering my footsteps. And when Detavio and I first started talking about it, I was like, this is the mission. Right. This is the mission to be able to tell them in a way that is unapologetic, that we do not have to compromise the truth. We don't have to pull out things that others may perceive as biased, although we know based on very empirical data that is absolutely accurate. <laughs> we get to keep it all in. Right. So now the challenges are fun challenges. Right. This is why I came. It's like. Oh, my goodness, there's so much to do. I can barely sleep at night because here's a chance where. Um... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. We, there's no chains holding me back for the first time. And I'm able to share that with my team. Some of them that 
Um, you know, it's a mix a mixture of rural veteran journalists, and then there's a mixture of you know people that are just interested in storytelling but might not have that kind of background. Well, we can teach that, but we want but we want our the real authentic voices, and so. To be able to be at a place where that is not only permitted, but encouraged, um, where it's the mandate, I mean, like, I almost want to pinch myself because it is such a rare opportunity. I don't know any other place in new, in broadcast television news or I say multimedia news where what we're doing is being done and we're just getting started. Yeah. Thank you. Um I don't even know if Monique knows this. I don't know if, know if we've ever had this conversation, but the first conversation we had was on Zoom. And that first conversation for me, like, we didn't have the chemistry, right, for me. But there was something in my spirit that said, but you need to meet this woman. And when I tell you that she came to meet me at this hotel, um, not like that. <laughs> the hotel bar. And she don't even drink. Like, she's like, she like, she's as clean as they come. So... <laughs> Don't take that anywhere that it wasn't intended to be. Um, within two seconds, it was like my heart leapt and it was like, mm, this is it. And I would have never gotten it if we were to stay on Zoom. I would have never gotten it if we were to stay. I would have never gotten it had I limited the interaction to that. But within five minutes of listening to the way that her brain moved and the way that she processed news and the way that she thought about our people, it was like, mm. This the one. Okay. So thank you for coming and thank you for joining us. Um, okay. Two more questions for you. Um, a lot of people know Revolt because of the culture and entertainment side of the programming that we do. So they know the Drink Champs. They know the Carisha Please. They know the Big Facts, the Jason Lee Show. We have an entire other work stream um, that I call like nourishing our soul. Like what is the content that is like good for our people that they need? And Monique leads the bulk of all of that work. And so can you um, talk about um, some of the shows that you have created and are creating and why they are important. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I was really fortunate to do throughout my career was not only do news formats, but also do hybrids of like talk, uh, docu-series, um, documentary. And um, to be able to have this wonderful palette where I can do that is just like uh, incredibly special. So when he added news and docs to news, I was like, oh, that's more work, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, so we have developed um, a couple of different talk series. I'll talk about um, the one that I felt like was like the cherry on the top. Um, last year, we we were working on something that where we wanted to unite different generations to talk about um, things in a cross-generational way, you know, um, um, and you don't get to see that amongst us a lot, you know, you know, what Gen Z, millennials, uh, uh, Gen X, um, baby boomers, how they all feel about certain issues, all black. Right. And it was like, what are we going to use to be able to put that platform in front of everybody where um, it unites us in a way where we see how these changes sort of evolve, like how our perspectives differ um, and how we can bring those generations together um, to relate to one another um, better. And to be able to have done our first cross-generational conversation with um, the forever first lady at the center was like, oh, 
can't believe like she came to the um to the studio like blessed the studio and um we surrounded her with um other influ- influ- influential people from all different generations to have that that conversation so the cross general the cross gener- generational conversation um is a platform that we have built through Revolt Studios Atlanta and the first one was with um, Mrs. Obama um, and then we have one coming up but I can't say because I don't want to jinx it okay uh, <laughs> but we're very precious about the brand now because it started with uh, with Mrs. Obama um, we also launched an all um, women's talk show um, and these are like all Gen Z millennial women it's called Black Girl Stuff where they can talk about issues that you know vary from the silly to the serious, you know, and they're much more pop culture and uh, relationship based, dating based. Um, but they do get serious friendships, all the things that really inform where you live, like your really your 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 real life. Um, and that is uh, finishing up its second season. Um, and then we have, um, you know, a number of um, docs in development Um which is really exciting to work on, like just being able to do the deep dive on um, things that um, get you away from just like the regular black history cliche sort of stories and being able to go deeper um, in the in the untapped stories that you might not know about um, has been really, really interesting. One of the shows that you work on, um that is, I mean, they're also near and dear to me, but one that is like super near and dear to my heart is Bet on Black, mm-hmm. right? And so um, if you can, and we are here um, on this stage in this moment at Essence Fest because of Target, um, who has been a wonderful client and an incredible sponsor. Um, and so I will shout them out afterwards, but can you just talk a little bit about Bet on Black and why you love that show and or why is that show so necessary? Oh. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is such a treat because usually when you're doing branded programming, like your expectations are not super high, right? They have been an amazing partner to, um, I mean, like talk about walk the walk, talk talk the talk, walk the walk, right? And just to loop that back into news is that. Opportunity is not equally distributed. To every black entrepreneur listening, I want to make sure you have the tools and resources you need to grab your next opportunity. That's why I'm telling you about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and an extended free Shopify trial. Shopify has made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says... The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. 
Chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash blackprint, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blackprint. Us deciding to um, anchor our news division in Atlanta, Georgia was super special to me. And then like I like you guys know, like I said, I'm a born and raised in Los Angeles. I love it, but he sent me to Atlanta to do this. And the thing about Atlanta is that it's 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 like this really special place where there is such a um wonderful diversity of black owned businesses, right? And um, per capita, it has more Black-owned businesses than any place in the world, right? Uh, we're staying in the country, right? So it's such, a, it's, it's such a good place to be able to connect with people in a really authentic way. And from being there, I just started talking to so many different Black business owners and really hearing their stories, all kinds of businesses, right? And a lot of some people just immediately think about like restaurants or things like that when you think about Black-owned businesses. But there you just see the complete array of people who have, you know, risked it all, literally bet on themselves to be able to not only build a business that, you know, will help their family, but in a way where they can then create opportunities for their own people um, in servicing them, whatever, you know, whatever the goods are, but also being able to employ them to be able to give them more career advancement. And the black business owner is such a uniquely special person because owning your business is really, really tough, right? Really, really tough especially when nobody is just going to invest $50 million in it, you know, just because you came out of, you know, Columbia Business School. And so these are uh, people that have a will, that have an impetus to do something like to cha- really change the world. So when we, when we were in, when I was asked to take over the Bet on Black series and I, I started with season two, I was like, wow, this is really important. And to be able to then get into that community of black business owners um, and be able to survey them and talk to them and say like, who would resonate to come on and, you know, um, and qualify for us to really help them continue to climb um, was not, it was, I mean, it was a, uh, a, a challenge, but also something I took really seriously because we wanted to be able to connect with businesses that are really paying it forward and doing something that really does represent the community or or uplift the community in some way. And that really is the basis of Bet on Black. You know, us joining with Target to identify the Black business owners who have really sacrificed so much for the greater good um, and being able to uh, propel them forward to even do that even more so. Really special series. Yeah, I think... um I'm going to close out this portion on that note, and I'm going to do it in two ways. Um, first and foremost, I'm just going to give a shout out again specifically to Target. Um, Bet on Black is a black shark tank where we give away hundreds of thousands of dollars in capital 
with no ask, no exchange of equity. They're just funding these businesses. And this show would not exist if there was no target. These cash prizes would not exist if there was no target. And so I want to make sure that we give Target their flowers because we have to support those brands and those advertisers that are supporting our companies. And so I want to give them a shout out. And then two, as we get ready to say goodbye to you, I just want to say, um, A, thank you for being here with me, Queen, not just in New Orleans, but on this journey, on this ride. Um, when I came to Revolt, I told the team, like, look, we're here to make history. Like, we'll know we did our job when we wake up in 50 years and like we're in the history books. And so when you find people like this who won't sleep, who won't rest, who won't stop, who won't quit until the mission is accomplished, like it is so incredibly valuable. So thank you for your genius. Thank you for being who you are. She's also a woman of God. So like we rock on that really well together. <laughs> uh, so thank you for your prayers. Thank you for being all that you are. I'm grateful for you, Queen. But can I say this though? Because I know this never happens because he doesn't usually uh, interview his own employees. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, Daytavio's, he's the first time I've ever had a black boss in my entire career, wow. ever, right? And what he has, what he is doing, um, you never see a man who is humble enough to when it survey everybody's POV in the room, I mean, everybody's, and really does take it to heart. You know, like, I mean, he's a leader, he's gonna make the best decision. But to work for a man who will hear me out, and I, I got a lot of opinions, um, and 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 to do that with each person, you know, really making everybody feel special, um, and not in a trite way, um, but to do the work to to, and, and he could be any place. But um, one of the reasons why I wanted to join him because I knew this this was a real labor of love, and we came here to do um, something that was really meaningful. Thank you for this opportunity yes, and for the you, work Queen. that you do. Thank he you needs for your his words. flowers too. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Opportunity is not equally distributed. 
To every black entrepreneur listening, I want to make sure you have the tools and resources you need to grab your next opportunity. That's why I'm telling you about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of six million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and an extended free Shopify trial. Shopify has made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says... The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Chart your own path for business success with the one million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at Shopify.com slash blackprint, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash blackprint.